0: Although the war in Korea lasted only three years, the wake of destruction left behind was undeniable. Roughly 5 million casualties were the price paid for the war, including 40,000 American soldiers. Another 100,000 were wounded. But the true victims of the conflict were civilians. Over half of the total number of casualties were private citizens. Their death rate was higher than either the World War II or Vietnam War death rates. It all started with the end of World War II. Japan gave up control of Korea when the empire officially surrendered on September 2nd, 1945. Control of the peninsula was split between the United States and Soviet Russia, based on the territories their respective militaries occupied. As you may have easily guessed, the northern half was taken under Russia's wing, and the southern half by the U.S. As the Cold War strained relations between the two superpowers, Each reconstructed their administrative zones into two sovereign states, infusing their political ideologies into the governments they built. Communist Russia birthed the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, and the U.S. the Republic of Korea. It wasn't long afterward that both countries withdrew their forces from the peninsula. But then tensions between the neighboring North and South Koreas exploded into another all-out war. There is some speculation on which side fired the first shot. Both sides blamed the other. Either way, North Korean forces crossed the 38th parallel at dawn on Sunday, June 25, 1950, with guns blazing. A few weeks later, U.S. boots were back on the ground, roughly one year after leaving the first time. June turned into November. The Chinese Communist Army, allies of North Korea, surrounded and ambushed the United States X Corps, a batch of soldiers that included the 1st Marine Division and two regimental combat units of the U.S. Army at the Chosin Mountain Reservoir. Fighting alongside the Marines were the U.N. and South Korean forces. Like David, a total of 15,000 troops fought against their Goliath, 120,000 enemy soldiers carrying the singular mindset of complete annihilation. If it isn't the most bloody battle of the modern era, it sits very close to the top. Seventeen days of merciless fighting ensued. Both sides fought across rough, hilly terrain and in cruel, sub-zero weather. Supply lines were all but cut off, weapons malfunctioned, medical supplies froze, and radios failed to operate in negative double-digit temperatures. If a bullet didn't have your name on it, Winter might have called dibs. What did continue to work were mortars, and the starving marines were shelling the enemy as fast and as hard as their frostbitten hands were allowing. Hundreds of supply drops a day were keeping Chinese forces at bay, and the Marines were running out of 60mm mortar ammo. A desperate call was made to a tired radio operator stationed at the back of the line, requesting another resupply. As the radio operator listened, he was given the code name for the ammo. Everything had a codename to ensure that Chinese anti-aircraft units never knew what was being delivered at any point during the battle but the radio operator, as he jotted down the code name for 60mm mortar ammunition, failed to have a copy of the code sheets on hand. Nevertheless, he could hear the desperation at the other end of the line. He hung up with the soldier and ordered the exact words he had heard over the radio. Not long after, the Marines saw the resupply dropping down. It was a more than welcome sight. They quickly broke into the boxes to keep the fight going, but instead of finding precious mortar rounds, They discovered thousands of a particular food item usually included in their sea rations. Some 50-ish years prior, an Austrian immigrant named Leo Hirschfeld came up with a confection that would ultimately revolutionize the industry. No one had ever seen anything like them before. Small pieces of hand-rolled, taffy-styled chocolate. And unlike any other bonbon at the time, they were individually wrapped and sold as the very first penny candy. They were a revelation and success immediately followed. When World War II came around, the military even identified the candies as a great source for quick energy, making them the newest addition to GI rations. When the Marines requested mortar shells over the radio, using the code name Tootsie Rolls, they didn't expect to get the candy instead. But it was food the troops previously didn't have, and at least they could minimize their hunger pains. The quick boosts of energy were nothing to complain about either. They also discovered that the hand-rolled candies were good for more than just eating. When warmed, the Tootsie Rolls turned into a soft, moldable putty, great for plugging the countless bullet holes riddling vehicles and other crucial equipment. The Arctic temperatures refroze the candies, sealing the holes up nice and tight. After more than two weeks of non-stop fighting, UN forces finally broke through the encirclement and everyone retreated to the port of Hungnam for evacuation. The battle was over and nearly 18,000 casualties were reported by the U.S. military and U.N. forces. Chinese casualties have been numbered as high as 60,000. Those who survived the conflict and the war were nicknamed the Chosen Few. They still hold reunions to this day, and when they recount the hardest 17 days they've ever endured, Tootsie Rolls proved to be a lifesaver. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, give it a 5-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.